what's up everyone? My name is Christian Bodanza Takio. And this is Tifosi Football Radio. Thanks for joining us today. We're hoping you're enjoying that uh, lovely introduction. Uh, the Milan chant or the Milan anthem for league leaders, AC Milan, who were victors yesterday. Yeah. What a beautiful tune. I'm surprised an Inter fan is saying that, to be honest with you. I'm saying it for you. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, it's, I guess my rant wasn't good enough because the Milan fans are coming on even stronger now after that victory yesterday. But we'll break that down later on because there's a lot that I want to say about that game. Uh, but thanks for joining us today. It's Monday, November 23rd. Serie A, match day eight. Just happened this past weekend. Uh, a couple of interesting games there. Obviously, the one in particular is the AC Milan Napoli game. A lot to say about that. So here's what we're going to do for you today. We're going to break down every game from the Serie A this past weekend. Um, we'll talk about some news in Italy, and as well as we're going to be previewing the Champions League and Europa League games for our Italian clubs, because uh, Champions League and Europa League does return this week. We go back into that cram schedule for those clubs. But uh, so with the amount that we have to talk about today, let's, uh, of course, jump right in as always. And let's break it down for you. Uh, first game, let's talk about Lazio. 2-0 victors against Crotone. I think we both saw this coming. But uh, what did you think of this game, Giuliano? Yeah, the Lazio game was an interesting game. The conditions were crazy. Yeah. Surprised the game after. Yeah, they had like flood warnings. Flood warnings. I think there was some major problems in uh, Calabria. Yeah. I was. I couldn't believe the game. Yeah, if you saw the way the ball was moving on the on the pitch, it was crazy. Okay, string a pass. Yeah. The ball would just die. Uh, Mid pass. It was. It was really bad weather, but they still played it out. Lazio <laughs> still won the game. They still put two past Crotone. Ciro Immobile, he impressed me in this game. Yeah. He showed what a leader he is that he had a world-class finish. Yeah. Uh, beautiful header. Bottom left corner from a beautiful Parolo cross from the midfield, kind of the right side. Very, they looked good. Very good. They did. They did. Lazio looked very good. The one thing I have to give credit for is Crotone did take the game a little bit to Lazio. Yeah, which is surprising. Yeah. It came out differently. Because I think the weather played into that. Oh, the weather played into it for sure. But he hats off to Pepe Reina. Made some key saves to keep keep Crotone at bay. And uh, help uh, Lazio take that win at the Stadio Ezio Schida. So, um, big win for Lazio. Yeah, there was... Uh, you could see when... Uh, what's his name? Stropa. When he put the team on the... Yeah. Pet- Petri Cioni he played, which I wanted to see. I mentioned that last. Yeah, and he's a nice, tidy little ball-playing midfielder. But in this game, I know he play those passes because of the uh, weather. So you saw Stropa take them off. He started putting on uh, guys that were going to launch the ball forward. Yeah, Simi came so close to scoring the goal. Yeah, uh, he hit it with the bottom of his of his foot, and it somehow had this weird adjustment <laughs> with, the, with the water just spun and yeah, right out uh, past the post. So the weather was a huge, huge factor here. Big time, big time. And, uh, you know, it's just unfortunate for Crotone. Abysmal season so far. This loss just basically sums it up. I mean, they've only got two points in their eight games that they've played. I mean, it it doesn't look good for Crotone. They're, They're really struggling. Six goals only. The big question now is, does... Stroppa was on the chopping block a couple of weeks ago. Um, do you put him back on the chopping block? You, I think you have to. I think you got to change something there. 
For me, I don't know if I would. I understand that because the uh, the results aren't coming his way. But we got to realize what Crotone is at the end of. The we know, but we knew what Crotone was coming into this coming into this season, right? So we knew they were going to struggle. Yeah. You got to look at the city that they're coming into. It's very competitive from top to bottom. This Crotone team two years ago, they were in Serie. They went right back down. Yeah. They have some interesting players in Messiah, Simi. They do. I am Marone. But the thing here's the th my thing with Crotone. Crotone, they they yes they play a counter attacking game and as they should because they are unfortunate they are they are a minnow in this in this division, in the city ah, and uh, I just want to see them play more of a reserved formation. The goals obviously aren't going to come. They're not coming right now, but if you sit. I understand they're playing a 3-5-2. Sit five at the back. Play that way. I think if you play that way and you grind it out, you might get a result here. You might steal a win here. I know don't accept that the season's over yet, and it's way too early to say that the season's over, but I think you're going to have a better chance of grinding out wins if you play a full Catanacho way. Sit your whole team back. I like to call it San Marino tactics where you sit the whole team back and then just pray that you're going to get a goal or two because they have guys that can score, right? They do. I just they have pieces in in this game against Lazio. Yeah, what you can ask for is to try and exactly grind out a draw. Yeah, grind out something. Especially given the weather, yeah. when you have a game like that in those conditions, they usually play out to a draw, but they yeah. still have their gaps. They do. The games the games that are gonna be telling for them is anyone from 15th place and down. Yeah, you play those teams. Then go for it. He's losing those games. Then yeah. Then you gotta go. He has to beat who's around him. Yeah. And it's not too bad. If he does get even two victories, that puts him right out of the relegation zone and into yeah. 16th place. It's true. It's so true. Too bad. A win can change everything. It's true. It's, it's just uh, he's got to he's got to beat the teams that are around him. Yeah. And uh, that's it. Right now he's, he plays a swallow Juve right off the bat. Calgary is better than them. Yeah. Uh, Atalanta. They played Torino as a team. They should probably beat. They got the draw, and they played lots of. So they played a lot of hard teams. They have getting them out of the way, and it'll be interesting to see how they go forward. Um, it's just it, it's it's they just seem to be the only them and uh, there's a couple of teams there. There's a couple of teams there that are just lagging behind everybody um, that we'll talk about. It's just I don't know if I give this. I, we didn't give them hope. But like, here's their schedule now. I mean, they got Bologna next, and then they got Napoli, and then they're gonna play a, a, a nail biter against Spezia. But Spezia is a good team. Spezia is a good team. So that's their run. That's still a team they should beat. They should beat. Because you're that's a Serie B team. Yeah. Season. Yeah. So Crotone realistically, in their next six games, there's about four of the six games that they should be able to. Get a result. Get a result or, or, or be competitive. So let's let's not write off Crotone yet, but thoughts on that, Seal. Well, routine. Same. Yeah. What they've been doing all season, the grinding it through. This team's a grinder. This team's not a not a scudetto contender, I don't believe. And uh you know, just they're just it just feels like since that they came out of the gate, they've been in survival mode. I mean, mind you, a four-two and two record so far is not nothing to be ashamed of, especially with uh, especially with all the absences and all the all the issues they've been having due to COVID nineteen and injuries and and the lack of depth they already have. It's they they've they've been resilient, and I have to give them credit. But 
I don't know if you're a Lazio fan. Are you happy with an eighth pl- where you currently sit in eighth place right now? I mean, you're not too far off the top four, which realistically is Lazio's goal. But I, I just I don't know. As a Lazio fan, it's hard because, and it's still early in the season. But if you're finishing last, you know, last season they finished uh, fourth. Yeah. You want to kind of stay in that area, and you don't yeah. finish eighth. No. You consider the factors of this this season. Yeah. To play. Yeah. To me, you still want to try and aim for fourth or better. Absolutely. You don't want to go below. No, you don't. You don't. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, Lazio's got a big game this week, uh, this, this midweek coming up, which we'll talk about um, later on in the show. But uh, good win for them. They needed that. And uh, all, with that being said, let's move on to the next game. La Spezia against Atalanta. Spezia holding Atalanta to a 0-0 draw. Wow. This was actually... An- an exciting 0-0 draw. Provedal put in the best performance out of any goalie. This what a stud, man. He was unbelievable this game. Christian Romero, again, this guy. Atalanta, he's honestly, for me, hands down, the best center back in Serie A right now. He's Argentinian. He's 22 years old, young. He uh, he does everything. He pass for the ball. Wins every aerial duel. He does not lose a ball in the air. Good at tackles. He's just good all around. He's really holding this uh, this defense together for Atalanta, and especially now that their offense is completely dried up. Yeah, and what's interesting is Spezia. I mean, you gotta. I, I give all the credit in the world to Italiano. He really knows how to line this team up. He's 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 a coach. I think that people need to watch out for now. Like he's he's got a bright future. Possibly he's possibly gonna go down a path. Down in the future, like a dead Zerbi, like a like a coach to watch. Yeah, he was uh, being trying to. So Jenna was trying to get him. Yeah. Before the season started. So he said no. Yeah. Bringing Spezia up and staying in the. Uh, yeah, that's his. Yeah, is like winning nine scudetto for him. Yeah, and you know all the credit in the world. This Spezia team had the ball more than Atalanta, which surprised me. Yeah, John Piero, he's continuing the tactics of being less reverse, uh, sorry, less pressure. Yeah. Uh, on the four, on the, I can't even talk. I'm tongue twisting. John's got me on. Oh jeez. No. <laughs> but he has. He's not. Uh, they're not playing from the front anymore. Yeah. Atalanta. They've dropped back considerably. Yeah, they have. They've lost a lot of gas. Uh, they have. I, I and, you know. With Atalanta, I think we are now seeing the fall of Atalanta. Atalanta has, has had their run. And Gaspar, it's been coming. And the thing you got to understand with Gasparini too is he's – I give him the credit because he's changed something. He's made some adjustments, but he's not used to these tactics. So this team's not built to play the way they're playing right now. And it's it's a struggle for them. Could you could you say that it was a possible rotation because they got their upcoming game against Liverpool, which is really important? Kind of, it's it's not. A, it's a, it's it's the same, same, same players. The only thing is, you see Golini in that getting his start instead of Sportiello, yeah. but comes in, he does a solid job. Yeah, I mean, he made some saves. Yeah, no, but at the end of the day, Papu Gomez isn't performing anymore. No, Pata didn't have a good game. No, not a great game. No. The defense actually played pretty good for Atalanta. Yeah. He's had a beautiful he did. volley goal that was disallowed. Yeah. It's not like Atalanta created chances. They did. Provedal was a difference in this game. Yeah. Absolutely. Spezia, you got to give them credit. They came within the first five minutes of the game. Farias comes, smashes the post. Yeah. And they said, Atalanta, we're here to play. 
play with you guys. Yeah, exactly. They made a statement, and I think that took Atalanta by surprise. And zero zero result. This is more. This is way more of a victory for Spezia than it is for Atalanta. For a lot of people, I mean, everybody had Atalanta pegged to win this game to get some momentum back, and uh, Spezia punched way above their weight. Did figured it out. Yes. So, yeah, Spezia's goal is to stay in Serie A. They, they play, keep playing like this. They will. They will stay in Serie A. I mean. Uh, they're sitting 12th in the league right now, and they've had a, they haven't had an easy schedule, right? So they, that's the difference between Spezia and Crotone, right? Spezia knew what they had to do coming in, and Crotone is wow. Spezia's adopted. They lost their striker. Yeah. Brought in Zola. Yeah, exactly. And it's not that Atalanta didn't play bad this game. No, they didn't. Spezia played really good yeah. this game. Yeah. Especially like we said, Ivan Provedal. Yeah. Fantastic this game. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so for Atlanta, we, all the Atlanta fans, you know, hope you can recover from this. I just, I think we're seeing the fall of Atlanta now. They're definitely slowing down. Yeah. On the table, where are they? Seventh on the table, the just table. above Lazio. Still tight, of course. Same, yeah, same record as Lazio. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But congratulations to Spezia. Big tie. Uh, with that being said, let's move on um, to Cristiano Ronaldo FC. Victors over Cagliari. For those of you that don't know, that's Juventus, obviously. 2 nothing win over Cagliari. I don't think that was really a surprise. Um, surprised me was Di Francesco again. He, went, he reverted back to his old system. Yeah, I know. Against one of the hardest teams in the league. Yeah, it's surprising that he would do that. And he said it's because he didn't have some of his center backs, uh, like David Godin. And... Yeah, because David Godin's got COVID-19 now, right? Yeah, so he couldn't play four at the back. But I'm sorry, that's complete rubbish. Yeah. Uh, you you find a way to make it work. Now you're going to give up your system because of just one guy yeah. missing in it. You So you because so one guy's out, you, you put everyone out of position. Yeah. It makes no sense. The logic makes no sense. Yeah. You play the system that works. Draw Pedro again, was not able to play behind the string. No. Put him again. Yeah. As a semi winger, semi behind the striker, I don't know what. Di Francesco, this is your game. Yeah. Make a statement, and you go into this game, you get four shots, that's it. Yeah. Compared to Juve's 24 shots. Yeah. None of them were on target. Buffon was having espresso all game. Yeah, pretty much. That's the kind of game you put GGO in for these days. They had 33% possession. Yeah. There was, there was no game plan. Nothing for Coyote. Nothing. Very disappointing. They just went in knowing they were. It just felt like they knew, they went in knowing they were gonna lose. Like this is a game where you think I'm coming up against Pirlo. Should have the tactical edge. I'm a more experienced manager. Exactly. But Pirlo, he uh, and on top of it, Juve, the Lick played his first game in Damaral. Yeah. That really don't play together. Yeah. And you don't attempt to even attack them. It, yeah. Yeah. But you gotta give. I think you gotta give Pirlo credits. Yeah. He um, handled this well. Handled it well. Because a lot of players were out. Bernadeschi started giving credit for that. And he played well. He played phenomenal. and just couldn't get the goal. Yeah. He, to me, is better than Chiesa. He's more, he's got, he's more creative. He's got more offensive flair than Chiesa. Better shot. Yeah. He, he sees the game better. Oh, for sure he does. Uh, Kulizeski was decent. He yeah. nice little dip of the right shoulder. Took it onto his left foot. That's coming to be a signature move. Yeah. These days. That far post curler. Yeah. Uh, Cordelado again played well. Played well. De Morale played even well. De Lid played well. One thing I want to say to uh, 
Ronaldo. Uh, showing his class, he hasn't missed a beat since he came back. Yeah, COVID-19. Two goals. Every game he's been in. Yeah, he's been stud. He's been a stud. And now rumors saying that uh, because of Pirlo, he wants to extend till 2022 with Juventus. Which is seems like it's that's good for them. Uh, it can't be a bad thing. That can't be a bad thing. And if you look at Ronaldo, I remember a few podcasts back, we were saying what makes him world-class is the position he puts himself Yeah. Right? And if anyone was watching that game, you see on the second goal, a lot of players, for instance, I'll say Lukaku, the difference between Ronaldo and Lukaku is Ronaldo always completes his run. Mm -hmm. Even if the ball's not going to come to him, you watch Ronaldo, he completes his run to the back post or to the far post. He doesn't stop and shrug his shoulders and have negative body language. That second goal, that's exactly what happened. Demidal, the corner was put in. Demidal misheads it. Yeah. It's going wider than that, but because Ronaldo continues his run, he he's right there. He's in the proper position. All the defenders are shut off and yeah. just hits it in with his right foot. That is what sets Ronaldo apart from the rest. This guy, he does the basics at 100%. Yeah. And no one can compete with that. No. That's what sets him apart. And another player who impressed me in this game, Artur. Yeah. If you watched him, no one can lay a finger on him in the midfield. No. Uh, the guy was so shifty and tricky. I loved Yeah. I loved seeing him play that game. He uh, impressed me a lot. Yeah, he definitely did. Definitely did. Congratulations to Juventus. Standard win for them. Routine win. They did it really well, too. I have to admit that. They did it well. Di Francesco didn't give them the proper challenge. Probably they should have had. Yeah. So I got, I got to put the blame on Di Francesco for that. Because the players are there. I don't care if you're missing one player. You don't do that. With that win and that result. That Juve's right back in it. Juve's right back in it in the top four. They now have the best defense in the league. So. And, that, and that's been with multiple center backs. Yeah. Yeah. Watch out. I, I As much as I hate to say it, you got to watch this team. If they fi- they're gonna find their form and they're gonna start steamrolling, that's what Juve does, right? That is what Juve does. They just get strong as the season goes. Yeah. Teams don't take advantage of the kind of rough start Juve had at the end of the season. Yeah. If you can't take advantage of that now, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. Momentum. Yeah. Just keeps going. You're in trouble. Because they have the depth. Yeah. So as the season goes on, more injuries come. Yeah. They have guys that can slot in, slot out. Absolutely. I can't wait for the I can't wait for the those games against Inter against Milan. Those are the those are the games. That are gonna... Those are the those are the games that are gonna make or break the, who's gonna win the Scudetto, right? Like those are and the, I hope they're coming soon. I haven't looked at the schedule yet, but they, I'm sure they they're not too far away. But uh, congratulations to Juventus, two nothing win, routine. Cagliari, Di Francesco going back to your old ways, paid the price. Let's move on to the next game. Uh, let's talk uh, Benevento. Fiorentina, wow, Juliana was bang on about this one. Bang on about a lot of these games. Yeah, hey, I was bang on about a few of them too. Don't kid yourself. I got three of my three of my predictions wrong. What did I get wrong? One, two. Yeah, I got a few wrong. Anyways, go back to this game. Benevento Fiorentina. Cesare Prandelli's re-debut with Fiorentina does not go to plan, and uh, Juliano saw right through this. Yeah, Prandelli, he, like I said. He does not impress me as a manager. No. The system wasn't great. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. I mean, the the forward selection, like Vlahovic over Kutrone. Why? I mean, he brought ended up bringing Kutrone, Kutrone on, but 
And then Kwame sitting behind, playing with Castrovilli and Ribery behind the striker. Castrovilli is more of a deep center mid, I would say. He can be a number 10. I don't think, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think that's his best position. No. Kwame's like, a striker. Why is he playing? Right yeah, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Uh, Iribari, too, came off injured in this game. Yeah. That's a bit of a worry. I think they said he, he's fine, but yeah. regardless, there's a twinge there. we got a lot more yeah. to play. Yeah, and German, and, and German Pizzella puts an okay performance in. They did good. Like, let's, let's listen. Let's put it to this. Biragi was the one at fault for the goal. Yeah. It was a... Uh, he probably was the worst player on the field the whole game. Mirkowski kicked the ball to him yeah. from the box. Biragi missed, uh, mistouched it. Improta, man. And it was uh, crossed into Improta. Improta, one-time finish. Boom. See you later. He played phenomenally Improta this game. Yeah, and it was very interesting to see because they... they it's almost as if Benevento played a counterattack. Because yeah, Fiorentina, this is, an, this is a very interesting stat. So Fiorentina dominated possession 62% to Benevento's 38%. Yet. So they went the Benevento, opposite way. Yeah. And then Benevento had 13 shots comp compared to Fiorentina's 7. But that's, that's what we said. When I was watching this Fiorentina team, their defense is weak. Okay, their defense isn't good at tracking the long ball. No. That's what Benevento took advantage of. Oh, 100% they are. The ball, boom, yeah. into the channels. Yeah. Behind Biragi, behind Milinkovic. Yeah. But the thing is, he had Milinkovic lined up as a right back. And Milinkovic, he's a, he's a six foot four center back. The guy doesn't have the legs. He's a good ball player, too. He's a good ball player, but he doesn't have the legs to move up and down like a right back. He really doesn't. That, that disappointed me in seeing that. But. I guess it's better. Anything's better than Caceres because he's by far one of the worst players in Serie A this year. But Inzaghi uh, got his tactics right this game. No, he did. He did. Inzaghi got it right. Benevento, big win for them. Congratulations. Yeah. Like this was. This is what I thought Inzaghi would do. Yeah. Aggressive play, hit the channels. Yeah. And Fiorentina, because I know Cesare Prandelli. He's gonna come in with the expectations. We gotta play attacking. We gotta play in the end. Yeah. And Fiorentina is just yeah. they don't have it in them. No, they don't. Do it. And if you're Rocco Camiso, Vlahovic should not be starting. No, that was that was a boneheaded move. Um, and if you're Rocco Camiso, you're probably wondering what did I just do? Especially given the fact that you have you do have. It was a lateral move. Like yeah, it was a lateral move. You had guy. You have guys like Maurizio Sarri. Whether you like Maruccio Sadi or not, he's a better fit for this team than Cesare Prandelli. He's been in the game. He just came out. He, this is his only season off so far. So, and realistically, the guy won a Scudetto last year. Whether, yes, we understand it's with Juventus and the whole, te the whole team won it themselves. It doesn't matter who was the coach. But at the end of the day, he won the Scudetto with Juventus. And look at the formation Inzaghi played in this game. He brought the Christmas tree for Yeah. See? For who? Carlo Ancelotti. Carlo Ancelotti. The San Marino tactics, everyone. Four-man defense, three-man block. Yeah. You hold that and into the chain. And you see... Three-pronged attack. That's an example of what Crotone needs to play. Yeah. Right? You expose the wings that way. But you stay compact. That... Which is why I didn't understand why Fiorentina didn't use the wings more because it was obvious Benevento yeah. clearly tried to block the wing exactly exactly so Milinkovic they couldn't capitalize on the wing yeah but whatever absolutely they lost
Well, you're going to see, uh, that's going to be the theme for uh, Fiorentina this season. Yeah. Well, with that being said, let's move on. So we had four games all at the same time. Which one do you want? Which one do you want to talk about first? I'll let you uh, decide. Let's talk. Let's get uh, let's get Sassuolo Verona out of the way. So Sassuolo. Well, let's not really get it out of the way, but you know, Sassuolo, bet the best offense at the time. One of the best offenses going up against at the time the best defense. And this this game was crazy. Two nothing win it, Victor's. Good first. The scoreline though doesn't tell the story. It doesn't tell the story. For anyone that watched this game, Verona should have should have beat Sassuolo in this game. They hit the bar yeah. four or five times. Yeah. They were all over them. Nineteen shots, eleven. Sassuolo was very lucky to walk away. Yeah. They did the job. Two goals here. Yeah. But our Jeremy Boga, what a finish. Yeah, it was a beautiful finish. Cut up anybody if you didn't see it. Yeah. Beautiful finish. Domenico Berardi. What more can you say about this guy? Another goal and assist for him. Yeah. Another one. He's just rolling. He's just absolutely... His shot, too, is a rock. Yeah. I think it did take a deflection. He's just rolling. He's rolling. Yeah. But if you're Ivan Juric, I mean, what can you do? I mean... You do. Ivan Juric, like, they, they... He lined up well. Yeah. They played excellent, Verona. They yeah. Just, like I said, they hit the bar four or five times. Yeah. Off of free kicks, off of headers, everything. Yeah. It was getting comedic. Uh, the amount of times they hit the bar. Yeah. But sometimes you need that luck. And when you're playing good and you're at the top of the table, that's... Yeah. For some reason, the soccer gods watch <laughs> and they protect you. Yeah. And uh, that's just the swallow's time. I think the soccer gods... I think the soccer gods are just saying this is the swallow's time. It's their 100th year. They need something, so... Because this is one of their most poor games. Yeah. This wasn't a good game. No, it wasn't. But uh, credit to them. They pulled through. They got it done. With that... That keeps us swallow in second place. They were first, still undefeated. Yeah, they were first for a couple hours. First for a couple hours, and still undefeated. Five wins, three draws. And for Verona, it's a very decent performance. Verona hasn't had an easy schedule by any means. Um, they have a three, three, and two record. Obviously, one of those three wins has a big asterisk on it. But uh, credit to them. You know, only they've only conceded seven goals in that stretch. They are a stingy team to beat. They are really difficult to beat. They're not. They they don't have. They're, they they run very well as a team, and they their defense is. They play a very great, very good team defense. A very good formation. They're just difficult to beat. They're stubborn. You don't want to. Verona's a team that you don't want to play, because realistically, you want to go in there and say I should have the three points, but it's gonna be. They are gonna make you earn it, right? And if you, yeah, so congratulations to Swallow. Tough luck for Verona. Uh, let's move on. Let's get this other game out of the way. Bologna 2-1 to victors over Sampdoria. I mean... Not the way I thought it would. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a tie, but what are you going to do? It happens. Bologna, you know, they just did the job. They did the job. Yeah. And they just... They didn't panic. No, they didn't. I was impressed with uh, the tactics yeah. employed by Mihailovic. Yeah. What he was supposed to do. He isolated, but Izinski, Irigini played terrible. Yeah. Uh, Coley, Yoshida, he had Orsellini, Palacio, bottle. they were yeah. running at yeah. that center back line like I thought they would. Yeah. I knew that would happen, and yeah. able to get the goals. Orsellini got a header. Palacio caused a lot of ca uh, chaos to that defensive line. Yeah, he did. He did. It played into their, uh, into their hand. It did. It did, and uh, 
Bologna got their win. I think they really needed that. They did. That's a confidence boost. That's a confidence boost for sure. There was actually an interesting report in the uh, in the in the media this week that uh, Zlatan came out and said that he wanted he was gonna tell Sinisa I'm coming to Bologna and then Milan came calling. So what what a difference that would have may have made, right? That would have been interesting. With that, you know, Bologna needed this big time. They did. Don't. It was an even game. Yeah. Even this game. this team. Yes, they're in 14th place with the same record as Benevento. Don't let that record fool you. This team is a lot better than their record speaks. Bologna, yes. Yes and no. I think they are. This is where they're going to hover in this 12th to 14th place, I I believe. Because you look at the teams ahead of them. There's a lot of good teams. There is. But a lot of they've dropped points based on individual errors in the in, in yes, but that's their so if they if they didn't have if they didn't have these like that that huge debacle against Sassuolo, if if they win that they stay that pat and they win that game, and then uh, what was the other game that they it was all individual errors, I forget. But anyways, I, there was two games. So if they have realistically you convert two more wins, where are they? It makes a difference. By no means, I don't think they're. Relegation. No, they're not. They're they're have to stay up. Oh, 100% they are. 100%. And Sp- Sam Doria, they had a beautiful run. They had a magical run for a while. And back-to-back losses. Back-to-back losses coming down to earth. They're where we thought they'd be. Mid-table. 11th place. Yeah, just another difficult team to beat. Another difficult team to beat. And uh, by no means ready for relegation. Dorsby, Kandreva. Yeah. Two nice uh, performances. Exactly. They'd rather try to chip Skorupski. Yeah. Uh, pretty funny. Almost. Got it off. Almost. It's okay. But it's okay. Yeah. Mihailovic got the tactics right. Yeah. Mieri, he made a mistake by going into that 4-3-3. Should have lined up in a 4-4-2. Yeah. And it would have been harder uh, because that's where Mihailovic, like we said, he was able to overpower them on the wings. Yeah. Given space to these guys to run at them. So Absolutely. Mihailovic. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, so now, which one do you want to do? We'll do Roma first. Okay, let's see. Yeah, because Giuliano's got a lot to say about the Inter game. So, so we'll do the Roma game. Uh, Giuliano, if you listen to that podcast, the previous podcast, Giuliano said, oh, Parma's I got, No, I got this game. Parma's not abysmal. No. Parma's not abysmal. Listen, Roma dominated them in this game. Yeah, but you see, did you see how the second goal came in? What did I say? You yeah, know what I, said I remember what you said. I'm. I'm don't worry about, about it. it. What did I say? Tell me now. Don't worry about it. Tell me now. Don't worry about it. Tell me now. It doesn't matter. They lost. No, I know. But what did I say about Parma? What their weakness is? Their weakness is the space between their midfield and defense. Yeah. If you saw that second Mkhitaryan goal, how did he score it? Yeah. He made a run from deep past midfield. Hernani, Ciprian, sorry, not Hernani. Ciprian was asleep. Mkhitaryan just ran right past him. Bam, volley. Rocket top corner. Because their midfield... They don't have the presence of mind to pick up runs from deep. That's how Vertu was able to get loose and almost score. Mm-hmm. That is this Parma team's weakness. Yeah. And Roma, Mkhitaryan pulled all the strings in that space. No, he did. He did. Big win for Roma. 3 nothing. Nothing I didn't see coming. Uh, don't pass me. When hasn't Pedro impressed? You know what I love about him? He does. When hasn't he? He's played every game he's played. He's played phenomenal. He does these nice little dummies and yeah, fake runs. It's it's a. It's almost like we need. He's a piece we really needed. Because he does a lot of work off the ball. Yes, he does. He does. He does do a lot of work off the ball. 
I, yeah, Paulo Fonseca got this game right. He he's been getting a lot right this season, uh, lining up in a three four two one. Uh, a lot of people worried with Eden Zeko out for this game. Borja Mayoral comes in, no problem, gets his first goal for Serie A, picks up an assist too on a Mkhitaryan goal. He played decent. Uh, this is a great team effort by Roma. And uh, Mkhitaryan, what more can you say about him? Guy was a stud. Two more goals. Two more goals. Spinazzola, Karsdorp. Uh... Yeah, Karsdorp too. Karsdorp pitching in. That was that was really good. Um, yeah, Brian Cristante, really good at center back there. But how about this young guy? Gonzalo Villar. Yeah, Gonzalo Villar. He's fan fantastic. Was that his? That was his first uh, appearance. Not his first appearance. No, it was his first start. Yeah. Start this season. Six dribbles, one in the midfield. Yeah. Tackles one. Yeah. It was just. It was. It unreal performance for this young. Player. Yeah. Twenty-two years old. Yeah. Uh, Success ninety-three percent. He had uh, how many touches on the ball did he have here? Quite a few. Pull it up. Touches. He had 105 touches on the ball. Yeah. He had more touches than any other player in the team. 22 years old. This guy was pulling the strings for Roma. Yeah. There's a. That. This guy. That goes to show Roma's depth and strength right now. They can pull these guys. They can. Nowhere. They can. But let's just let's just keep it that way. Let's keep it that way. No. Let's keep it that way. Stay under the radar. Just keep your mouths closed. Enjoy where you are and just keep working at it. Just keep working at it. The strings, everything's falling into place. Tiago Pinto is now in, is, is at the helm. Paulo Fonseca, get this guy an extension now. I know they're working on it, which is great. Antonio Mirante, Paulo Lopez, I don't think it matters who you have in net now. The, both of them are very confident, but Antonio Mirante, the guy's a leader, leading that young back line. Ibanez, very happy with him. Mancini, impressing me very much this season. He's really matured after the season he had last year with a card almost every game. Um, I was actually surprised to see Juan Jesus come in this game, I guess, when you're up 3-0. Juan Jesus, I think, is just the, the, the big problem there. The guy doesn't want to leave. Uh, the guy's basically just collecting a paycheck. Just, he doesn't care. So I don't know. I just, I, I'm, I'm very happy with this Roma team. I'm happy where we are. That's all I really need to wa want to say about that. Uh, fuck. 21 shots to one. Yeah, 21 shots to one. At the, and Roma, I'm just saying, is one of the best. Has one of the best offenses in the league now. When you look at the goals for, I'm not talking about that. We're not talking about that. I'm not saying anything. Just keep your head down and do your job. We're not gonna be Milan. We're not gonna be like Milan fans, okay? Um, Roma sitting third now, three points behind first. Yeah. Keep just keep going, guys. Keep going. That's all. I, that's all we ask is that you keep going. And. Those two points, if they could have those two points back, they'd be one point behind Milan right now. Yeah, whatever. It's okay. Well, that's okay. That's good that the challenge. No. And then if... For Champions League spots, Roma. Yeah. And then uh, that's what we're doing. That's the goal. Top four. Top four. If I think we're going to do better than seventh, but that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, Parma, if you're Parma... Terrible record right now. Brandis Liberani, where do you go from here? I think you. I think it's time to cut the uh, cut the tie. I think it's getting close. Cut the tie. Maybe maybe bring Diversa back. There's no there's no excuse for that performance from Liberani. No, that was horrible. I don't care if you're slated to lose. For you to get one shot. Yeah. He came out and he said after the game, I take the blame because my players came out with no intensity. Nothing. Pressure the yeah. players. They had way too much time on the ball. It seems like his message isn't getting across the It's not. Reason. It's not. He doesn't have the room. He doesn't have the room. Uh, that's probably going to be between Crotone and Parma. 
you'll probably see your next managerial change happen there. Yeah, hundred percent. Disappointing. I liked Fabio Liberani. I thought this was a good. Uh, I thought this was a good. No, it was a good signing. But if you're not going to bring in the players he wants and he needs to play his system. We'll see if Kraus, uh, the new American owner, has patience for it. I don't know. He, we haven't heard anything from those owners. There's nothing in the media about them. No, no reports, no speeches, no nothing. I, I just, I don't know if they even care, to be honest with you. Like, it's strange. But anyways, let's move on to the next game. Inter. Four to two winners against Torino at the Giuseppe Mazza, but the scoreline doesn't tell the story. Go for it, Jules. <laughs> the bonehead derby. Yeah. It was it, but John Paulo wasn't there, so it was Conte against Conte this game. Yeah. Because he was his own assignment this game. He was. Came up. He was. Contra the rumblings in this team. Erickson's come out. He says he wants out. He's done. Yeah. Uh, Conte said he can't. Erickson doesn't know how to play as a regista. So I think Erickson's gone in January. There's already rumblings that Dortmund wants him. So oh, so disappointing. And that goes to show you, yeah. Watson. The guy is good. Yeah, he is. Figure it out, Conte. But we talk about Erickson all the time. A lot of Inter fans are, are very upset about Erickson, the way he's being handled here. Yeah, it's very poor. Very poor management. Uh, but let's talk about the game anyway, what happened on the field. Yeah. This, this team, uh, we said it. The only way Torino was going to score goals is on the counterattack. And they did. With their forwards. Unfortunately, Belotti had to pull out because of right. Yeah. Zaza, though. But Zaza was a... Wow. There's there's a name from back from the dead. We made him look like he was Roberto Baggio this game. I know. The guy's nowhere near Roberto Baggio, let me tell you. He was able to get the ball and run at the defense. Yeah. And we knew that was going to be Inter's problem. Yeah. Uh, because Ambrosio, once again, is not a good one-on-one -on -one defender. Bastoni's turning into not being a great one-on-one -on -one defender. <laughs> Ashley Young doesn't give him good cover. No, it doesn't, but at the same time, Bastoni just came back from three games in 10 days. But I don't care. He he has a mistake in Bastoni every game. Oh, he's a kid. And uh, no, that's that's it. He He's going to get better. Yeah. But Bastoni does have a mistake in him, and you should be protecting them when it's someone better than Young. Yeah. Every dog, because they seem to always be five steps behind. Yeah. Uh, so the tactics were completely wrong. Midfield choices for... Conte were terrible. Praise Badala, like we said, fully 90 minutes. The guy's never going to get a rest. No, he's never going to get a rest with this team. Vidal. Praise Vidal and Ken. They're all three the same. They're all the same. Vidal is terrible. Yeah. I didn't like that signing. Yeah. When it came in. Uh, Sanchez, Lukaku, thank goodness, they came and showed up. The tap-in king showed up, man. Two goals, two assists. Lived up. That's what the tap-in king does. Yeah. He taps in goals and he scores. Because <laughs> of him. Alexis Sanchez put in a goal and assist too. Three goal. Yeah. Sanchez played well. Martinez got his goal. Inter just showed up for, I think they showed up for maybe 20 minutes this entire game. Yeah. Torino otherwise was beating them and threatening the entire game. Yeah. Samir Handanovic slightly outplayed Sal Sirigu. No, he, he did better than Sirigu. He did. Handanovic did a good job. He did. He, uh... There's nothing he could have done on the on no. goal. The penalty was a rocket. Single, actually, for Torino, if we want to talk about Torino a bit. He impressed me. He played well. He was going down like he got sniped every time, but he gave he, he, <laughs> he actually young a torch. I wonder if he had a nice talk with uh, Kessie there. <laughs> so he was giving uh, Young a really tough time. Yeah. Won a penalty, which was the right call. Ashley Young, high foot, mistimed it. Yeah. The ball kicked him right in the ribs. 
continue play continue but far right away you knew it was a penalty yeah same with and Kulu. yeah very very same exact same thing high foot doesn't win the ball kicks uh just reckless kicks akimi in the chest idiot goes down and you know like lazio here again he's at fault for the uh, winning goal yeah which is a penalty again what do you think what did you think about conte in this game just they made torino look good look good <laughs> Yeah, they made Torino look good. How did you make Torino look good? Uh, the 18th place team. Yeah, they're they're a lot. Be- I I sound like a broken record, but Torino's a lot better than their record shows. They've just been severely unlucky. You know, having a, had a lead going into the halftime, and then I just it's it's so predictable for Antonio Conte. He's a cement head. He's a cement. <laughs> he has cement in his head. No, he 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 does. Maybe they did put cement on when they put that hair on i don't know i have no idea i mean it's he needs a brain transplant seriously he needs another transplant that's for sure um i just i i don't know man like this this guy i i don't know this this, this inter-team does just they don't look convincing yeah the score the scoreline does not tell the story yes they banged in four goals of that in in 45 minutes i think lukaku sanchez and Lautaro martinez really saved you guys hide there your midfield was abysmal abysmal and it's no fault it's no and nicolo barella is a fantastic midfielder they're just when you have three of the same players three of the same mid like they're they're all Box to box. What do you think about Diazuri? What makes Bonella stand out? He's playing with Jorginho. Yeah. Locatelli. He's playing with good ball players. That's right. Bonella's the legs. Yeah, exactly. He's not exactly. The, uh, the ball player. Yeah. Our team. In this inter team, he's the ball. He's the ball player, which is. Which is so. What's wrong with you? Yeah. You have the guys on the bench. I don't have to say his name. Yeah. But you refuse to play him. Yeah. It's just. It, it's. It's it's like a tr- he's trying Conte's trying to make a statement and and, and Christian Eriksen's suffering ego. because of it. It is it's all ego. This guy's got a massive, this guy's got a massive ego. Like let me read this out to you right now. This is how crap Inter's been. Uh, somehow they're sitting in fifth after this, one point behind Juve. Somehow, yeah, okay, five points behind first. These are the teams they beat in the city. They only have four wins. Okay, they beat Torino, which was a struggle. They beat Genoa, okay, relegation fodder. They beat Benevento, Serie B, you know, recently promoted team, and struggling Fiorentina. They struggled in two of those four wins against Fiorentina and Torino. Those aren't good teams. No. And you struggled against almost all of them to win. These are the teams you're beating, and the points dropped against the other teams. It is disgraceful. I know a lot of Inter fans are sick of Conte. Yeah. Uh, he has no excuses now. Clean it up, figure it out. He pits on Nangolin, which is a slap in the Derrickson at the end of the game. It really is. Something's going on there. He better fix it because it's it's obviously affecting the performances on the field. Yeah, absolutely. And that's it. Uh, enough about these guys. Yeah. No point. They're not worthy about being talked about right now. No. So let's move on to the next game. Relegation six pointer, Genoa. One nothing defeat to Udinese. My man scored. Yeah, Rodrigo De Paul. Rodrigo De Paul, beautiful thunderbolt of a shot. Yeah, I'll tell you. I tell you. Big win for Udinese. Big win for Udinese takes them out of the bottom three. Congratulations. I I, I just I. Don't... You seem disappointed about this one. No, I just I cannot understand how a team like Genoa 
is built this way. They, they just, they look, they, they don't belong. No, they stink. They don't belong. They were close to relegation last year. They were, but they should have. This is a team that picked up some some players, and should slightly move up. But they've just they've regressed. They got they've gotten even worse. They really have. I don't know. This is just. I don't know what to think anymore. I don't know what happened to last year, Sean, the player that came from I. They got rid of him. I think. I think they got rid of him. Or they're getting rid of him. And that's the problem. Well, yeah. He was one of the best performers last year. Yeah. Want to get rid of him? Yeah. This team has no direction. No direction. Only positive about this team is Skamaka again. What's up? Skamaka, he played excellent. He did that beautiful little chip yeah. pass. He has. Oh, Badeli played. Badeli played well too in the midfield. The big team. Skamaka, yeah. And Peren had that bonehead red. What an idiot. I don't even know why he did that. I don't know. Because he wants, hey, I want to stay home and play. Yeah, I don't blame him. I don't want to play for you guys. I don't blame him. But Ezra, it looks like they're figuring it out. Uh, to score on yeah. to get goals yeah. with Udinese, but if they can pull up these 1-0 wins, they'll get out of relegation. Yeah, well, they are out of relegation now, so. Uh, avoid that battle. Kakachuka did good. Yeah. Hold up striker again. Yeah. He played a big part in that Paul. He did. Beat two defenders with this hold up play. He's having uh, actually pretty decent season. Pretty decent season. Don't be surprised if you see him on the on the on the preliminary roster for the yes for the uh, Azzurri. And uh, Mattia Bani, he missed an open net. And he was at fault, I believe. Uh, for yeah. Or he missed two big chances in this game. He was. He, this team. They're poor. They're, they're just poor. I would just. Maran's another one. Yeah, shine up the axe. Rolando Maran. See you later, man. This is a disgusting. Disgusting. The, the, I don't think we have much more to say about that game. Paul is a difference. Paul is a difference. Pass above everyone in this game. No, he is. He is. He is. Let's move on. Final game. Napoli hosting Milan. Milan coming out 3-1 to one victors. Zlatan Ibrahimovic scoring the first two goals. Uh, then Dries Mertens getting one back. And then uh, at the end of it, in the 90 plus fifth minute, Hogue scores. As his first goal. Yeah. Patania missed some big chances. He, he, uh, he dropped the ball a bit. He dropped the ball on this. And uh, Donnarumma played excellent. Donnarumma played excellent. Not, Napoli, Napoli had the possession. Napoli, Napoli took it to them and. Milan played the counterattack, and then because you got Zlatan, Zlatan gets you two goals. So, congratulations to Milan. Milan, you know, good win for them. Ta a bit of a sacrifice because Milan, uh, sorry, uh, Zlatan pulled up with a hamstring injury. Uh, the latest reports is he's out for at least 10 days. He'll be reassessed in 10 days, and then we'll see how much longer. It's a, it's a possible hamstring. It doesn't matter. Like with the WWE, I said hamstring in this season. Yeah. Hamstring is a big injury. No, it's a big injury for sure. It is. Milan fans all over social media. A lot of time to heal hamstrings. Yeah. Milan's on, Milan fans, this is why we played this song. They're all over. It's all. It's over. It's over. We got this. Christian Salty. Nobody can. No, it's, it's not. I mean, I'm just... I give credit to Milan. They, won, they came into this game. They won. Congratulations. I made one... I just asked, I made one question. I just made one small statement about Zlatan Ibrahimovic, and they all got up in arms. They all got up. They told me I don't know what I'm talking about and to go to sleep. 
<laughs> this is what. I, and this, and you want to know the funny thing? This is all. This is all I said. I said Zlatan has ten of your nineteen goals. Ten of your nineteen goals. So he's got over fifty percent of your goals. And in my opinion, it feels like if there's no Zlatan, there's no party. One guy told me, you know, screw your thought in a more vulgar way, which is okay, fine. And the other guy said, well, they didn't need Zlatan to, to score the third goal. They, they they put the game to bed in a 90 plus fifth without Zlatan and to go to sleep because I don't know what I'm talking about. And I just left it at that, which is fine. I took the higher road. But here's the funny thing. My, my thing back would have been, uh, yeah, you guys scored one goal without Zlatan. So if Zlatan's off the field, do you win this game? I don't know. Listen, we we both had Milan, I think, dropping points in this game. Sure. I think we both had Napoli win this game. I'm not I'm not sour about it. I'm just sour about the way it's being handled. Well, the game went the way we thought. Yeah. First, I thought Koulibaly, Manolas, they had it in them to shut down Ibra. Yeah, but Ibra, they didn't. Zlatan is Zlatan. Yeah. Napoli would have won. Yeah. The difference was Ibra yeah. played a hell of a game. Yeah. He owned them. But now here's the question. And now here's the question. He's out for at least 10 days. They have not a bad schedule in those 10 days. They got two Europa League fixtures plus Fiorentina. Even if it's a slight twinge in that hamstring. Yeah. It'll be longer. Than 10 days. It'll be longer. Because he, he'll come back. Yeah. And he'll get re-injured. Yeah. He'll never. He'll, he'll always be playing catch up with that hamstring. Yeah. Who replaces him now? Hamstring injury, it takes four weeks to recover. Yeah. If he doesn't give it four weeks to recover, and that's a lot of games. Yeah, it is. I don't think they can afford that. They don't get a goal scorer coming in. Milan will yeah. struggle. And I know they're all saying, oh, Leal, Leal, Leal. Well, we'll see, right? Yeah, Leal's their next. Uh, we'll see. He's a great player, but he's uh, he's hurt too. He's scoring. Yeah, Leal's hurt too. Yeah. Uh, but in regards to this game, Ibra showed his class. He, he did. He beat. World-class Koulibaly. He did. A great friend of Manas. He owned them. I just think with this Milan team, if there's no, if there's no Zlatan, there's no party. That's that's the only thing I'm asking here. Who replaces him? Do, do, that statement's true until we see Milan win without him. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Uh, Theo Hernandez stepped up, played a great game, beautiful assist. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it comes down to comes out to Ibra. Ibra... He finishes the job. Pre... Milan pre-Ibra. Mediocre. Top four. Yeah. Milan post-Ibra is a top four team now. Yeah. So Ibra obviously... Makes that difference. Really, no other players have come in and out different. No. You know, Rabbage, Salamakers, they... Yeah. Obviously are different, but the difference is Ibra. Is Ibra. Uh... And, and it's a, it is as simple as that. Yeah. Napoli, I want to talk about, about a bit about Napoli. Insigne disappointed me so much. In this yeah, game. he didn't show up for this game. This has been Insigne's problem his entire career. When it comes to the big games, the Milans. Doesn't show up. The enters. This guy is nowhere to be found. No. He disappears. He can put in an amazing performance like he did for the uh, Zuri against Bosnia. And then the big game disappears. He's gone. Yeah. He wants to be considered a Napoli great. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta show it, man. Yeah. You gotta show it in these games. He refuses to wear the number ten. Anapoli, obviously, because Diego Armando Maradona. He says God wore ten. I can't wear ten. Yeah. But you know what? Show some confidence. Say I want to wear that number ten jersey. Yeah. And let's go. Yeah. I'm what you made of. At least. 
try it. You gotta fail. If you yeah. Fail. Yeah. I, w I'm, I have to admit though, with this Napoli team, I was surprised that Meret started over Ospina. Me too, because Ospina is better in the air. He's better in the air, and he, he's better from playing the ball from the back, yeah. right? Was he even on the bench? Yeah, he was on the bench. Yeah, yeah. Strange. Maybe something happened. Yeah, who knows? That was just a strange, strange. I thought the tactics were good, and uh, he, I think he did get his tactics correct. Yeah, he did. He did. It's you know, if, if Patania buries those chances that he had, the game is different, right? Not to have shot them, had more shots on target. Yeah. Mertens played great, got a goal. Yeah. Uh, we said Milan has their mistakes in them. Kessie made a mistake on the Mertens goal. There was a chance when uh, after Bakioko's red, there was a corner kick, mm -hmm. and Kulabali went up for a header. Donnarumma missed. Yeah. Uh, judged the flight of the ball. And there was a chance there for Napoli to tie it. They just didn't capitalize, and we knew. So we knew Milan has mistakes in them. Yeah. Just Napoli couldn't uh, capitalize on that second one, and Ibra. He Difference. Showed he's a class above Kulabali and Manolas. Yeah. The, the, we, uh, they lost that game for Napoli. Yeah, they did. You know, and uh, Donnarumma, he. Stepped up. Stepped up. And yeah. As well, he won the big points. He yeah. His role. Yeah. In this game. Even though he made that mistake, uh, he still made the saves on Patana, saves on Mertens. Yeah. Well, big test for you, Milan fans, now without Zlatan. So. Yeah, I'll be interested. It was be interesting to see. On a, his left hamstring on a yeah. pass. Uh, he pulled up right away. Yeah. His, the sideboards there and put his head down. And he had a big uh, ice pack. Yeah. On the back. So, we'll see. Hopefully a speedy recovery for him, but let's see what they can do without him. Yeah. That sums up match day eight for the city, huh? Milan in first place. Second, Roma third. Eve fourth. Inter fifth. Napoli sixth. There are those are your 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 those are your European spots, yeah. And Atalanta seventh. Seventh and Lazio eighth. Uh, and then relegation, you have Torino. <laughs> 18th, Genoa 19th, Crotone in 20th. Yeah. And the scary part is Crotone has been abysmal, and Crotone is still only three points out of relegation. Yeah. That's crazy. Been a lot of yeah, that's crazy. Udinese is going to be out of there. Yeah. Udinese is out now already. So the, it's crazy. A lot of teams are playing good. The poorest teams so far this season have been uh, Fiorentina, Parma, Torino, Genoa, Crotone. Yeah. It's going to be them fighting for that bottom. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But let's move on to the Champions League for our Italian clubs. Yes. So let's talk about our games, our two games tomorrow, the two big ones. I mean, these are all return legs now. Lazio will be hosting Zenit St. Petersburg at the Olimpico. Lazio looks to be in firm control in their group. Um... I think, right? Oh, they're second. Sorry, they're second. second. Sorry. Dortmund's on six. Yeah. On five. Brugge. Bruges on fourth. Zenit. And Lazio. Oh, there it is. Sorry. My apologies. You have uh, Bruges for Stortmund and Lazio for Zenit. Yeah. I think this is the difference here now because, uh, you know, I think Lazio should win this game. They're at home. You know, a big win against Crotone in the fashion that they did win it. Um win this game against Zenit St. Petersburg who clearly are the worst team in the group uh, have not looked convincing yeah. at all 
Um, managerial problems. Managerial problems, everything. They're a disaster. So if, I think Lazio wins this game. And then... Juba, I don't know if you heard about the story about Juba. Hard time about Juba. No. That it. <laughs> he was... Uh, there was a video of him circulating. Yeah. Of him... Uh, Pleasure himself. Let's just put oh, jeez. Apologize to the media. That club. Disaster, then. <laughs> Disaster. Disaster. Yeah. What's going on there? Uh, who knows? Who knows? What's going on? Well, anyways, I think Lazio wins this game against Zenit. Put your chicken down <laughs> and focus on the game. Seriously. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this game? For me, Lazio, you have to win this game yeah. to put pressure on Bruges. Bruges, because yeah. they get a result uh, against Dortmund. Oh, they're playing in Dortmund. Yeah. That's a thing, right? If they get a result, it puts Lazio under pressure. Yeah, it does. If Dortmund win, yeah, it helps Lazio. But Lazio have to win. Win this game. Then they play Bruges, they and then they can, Bruges. and then and then you can relax. Relax against Dortmund. Finishing first, I don't think, is a big deal. For no, getting out of the group is between you and Bruges. Yeah. So when you go into that game, you uh, you know the space is there to win. I think that's the biggest. Thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. That big. Bruges is not a bad team. They're not, and they're one of the they're one of the hottest teams in Belgium, right? Yeah, and, and in this game for the Champions League, it looks like uh, Senad Lulic is still out. Yeah. Which is not a big deal. Milinkovic Savic is a questionable player. Strakosha is out of this game. Yeah. And is in that again. This guy's played a ton of games. Yeah. And Luis uh, Felipe is out of this game. Yeah. So. Well, let's see. Some problems. Immobile is back. It's it's problems, but it's a it's it's against the right team in this group. Right, Zenit. So they're in much worse condition. Yeah. So I got Lazio winning this game. How about you? Yeah, I, I would imagine. Yeah, I. They have it in. They've been shown. They yeah, pretty good enough to win these games. Absolutely. Let's move on to the next one. Let's do it. Juventus hosting Ferencváros. I don't think there's much we gotta discuss about this game. Um, yeah, I mean, you Juve. This group's done pretty much. Juve wins this game against Ferenc Varos and Barca beats Kiev tomorrow. Barca and Juve are automatically through with two games left. There's there's not much. They couldn't have asked for a better group. Yeah. Again, this is just going to give Damaral and the Dick more time to play together. Yeah, for sure. That, that partnership because Kilini Bonucci's out. Exactly. He's out. Uh, this is just a game. Pirlo can yeah. try new tactics here. Yeah. Put some new blood on. Maybe give Dybala a chance. Yeah. Form. Uh, not much to worry about. No, not much to worry about. He's against Barcelona for first place. For first place. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. And then uh, Kiev and Frank Varsha play each other for that Europa League spot, right? Yeah. Which, is, which means a lot to which them. means a lot, yeah. <laughs> to them. Yeah, they both know that. But, uh, yeah, so we both got Juve winning that game. Let's move on. Wednesday, Atalanta paying a visit to Anfield. I don't think this is going to go well. It's looking worse for them, even though Liverpool is depleted. Yeah. They beat Leicester uh, this week. They hammered them. Yeah. They're one of the better teams in the Premier League this year. Uh, so, it, it showing Liverpool, it doesn't matter who they're missing. Yeah, they... Like, let me just read this list of players out. Van Dijk, Keita, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Joe Gomez. That's three of their starting four defenders. Yeah. Mohamed Salah is a doubtful, uh, is a doubtful this game because of COVID. He attended his brother's wedding. Yeah controversy there the video of him bouncing on someone's shoulders there he's having a good time Nathaniel Phillips is out Alex Ox Oxy-Chamberlain is out Thiago Alcantara is out Shaqiri holy cow listen to that this appears that are out okay but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter yeah 
guys win. Diego Jota. They haven't considered a goal yet in the Champions League. It's crazy. So you can expect Matip, Fabinho, Robertson, James Milner, Wijnaldum, Henderson. Yeah. They still got Allison's there, which is a huge difference. Yeah, it's and this is this is important because Atalanta there is pressure in them to get a result in this game because Ajax plays Michelin. And then you got to play Ajax one more time for that second place spot. And then Ajax has got to play Liverpool and you take care of business against Michelin, right? Ajax, so let's say Michelin's a wash yeah. for both teams. So they should both win that. Yeah. Even. So what it's going to come down to exactly is Ajax, Atalanta. And then I expect Liverpool to beat Ajax as well. Yeah, Liverpool's, Liverpool's clearly got full control of this group. Yeah. But um. if, you can, if they can somehow... This is where Gasparini's got to go back to, I think, to his old... Yeah, he does. Uh, pressure, but somehow protect that defensive line. Yeah. The Liverpool team can be got at now, I believe. And uh, try and get a point. You get a point, that one point will be huge. Yeah, it'll be a big difference for them. They still have life in this. Yeah, they do. But uh, they got to turn stuff around. They got to stop conceding so many goals in Champions For sure. For sure. So, what do you think about this result-wise? I think Atalanta's going to lose. So do I. I think, uh, yeah. Chance, but... Hope we're wrong. Yeah, I hope we're wrong. We, uh... It's hard. It's hard to bet against Liverpool in a game like this. Yeah. Like we said, they can bring in anybody. Diego Jota came in from Wolverhampton and he scored, I think. Yeah. Five or six and six, something like that. Exactly. He scored last game. Uh, and he wasn't scoring much. And now he's in scoring form. Mane's always in form. Yeah. They're just such a good team. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. You ready for the big one? <laughs> Inter hosting Real Madrid. Oh, my God. At the Giuseppe Mahatza. I don't know how. I don't know. I mean, the only thing. These versus the mop tops. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, this game. Let's say, you know, it's not done and done. It's not done it's, No, it's not. Real Madrid. They're struggling in the league. They're yeah, they're not in the greatest form right now, right? So. They're sitting uh, fourth in the league right now, 17 points. Yeah, I mean. They're not looking good. They've, they've, they, of their last five in all competitions, they've won two, lost one, and drawn two, whereas Inter has won one, lost one, and drawn three. So they're not too far off of each other. Bottom line, though, is Inter has to win this game. Yes. Inter a tie is not good enough. That last in the group, the table stands right now. Gladbach, five. Real Madrid, four. Shakhtar, four. And Inter. Yeah. Shameful two points. Yeah, very shameful. Even two if points. they win this, it only puts them one point ahead of Real Madrid. So you have to win. Yeah, you have, they have to win out, it feels like. Yeah, they have to win all their three games. Yeah. Uh, this game, they're going to be without Senzi still. Yeah. Do we see, do we see Ericsson in this game? I think... I think uh, I, put that to bed. I think he's he's done with him. His like we said, his. I can't believe this. That's a ridiculous. Conte has some of the worst man management skills. He did this with Diego Costa. Yeah, he did. He fell out with uh, the Juve board. You mean Chelsea? Diego Costa at Chelsea, right? Everywhere he goes, Conte. Yeah, Diego Costa at Chelsea. Yeah. Everywhere he goes, he causes problems. He does. But for Real Madrid, this is where there's a chance for Inter because they're without Sergio Ramos. Yeah. They're without starter Federico Valverde. They're without Casemiro, who's a starter in their, in their team. Yeah. Benzema is a doubt. He didn't play in their La Liga game. 
So they got a, they got a bit of. They have some holes in the spine of their team too. Yeah. Once again, Benzema, Casemiro, and their captain Sergio Ramos. Yeah, which really works out for them. Inter really have nobody missing. No. It's a matter of what the hell, what team is going to show up. What te- that's, the, that's the big one. What Inter is going to show up. Jekyll or Hyde, right? And uh, and like we said, we read out the teams they beat this season. Yeah. It's not a great list of teams. No, it's not. Against everyone else. Yeah. And then, you know, do they have one eye on that game on the weekend against Oswolo as well? 100% he does. He has an eye on that game. Conte too. That's, he is obsessed with Champions League. He knows that. He knows he has to do his uh, No, he has. It's, 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 his record is terrible. It's terrible. But uh, This is it. Like you said, is he going to play Erickson? You have a game in three days after this. Play him. You have him. Why not use him? Yeah, exactly. So we're going to see Gallardini, Vidal, and Barella again? Probably. Yeah. Who's going to line up defensively? We're going to lose. Who's going to line up defensively for you, too, right? It's probably going to be De- Screenyard, DeVry. Screenyard came on in the yeah. game. He made the difference. Yeah, he did. Short up that defense because D'Ambrosio is not. <laughs> He's not a center back. Right center back. Yeah. For the hundredth time, but he does not see it. His no. one-year salary does not see that. No. And he continues to put him there. Screenyard comes on. You see the difference. Screenyard is a wall. He is a wall. <laughs> Divrai, if he comes in or not, really to me doesn't matter because he's been poor this season. Yeah. Uh, I think Renocchio can do a job. Yeah, for sure. Bastoni, you'd have to imagine, is a, a guarantee. And then Lukaku, Martinez. It's the, it's It always comes down to the midfield. It does. The midfield always sets the precedent, precedence of what team is going to be on the field. And if it's the midfield going through uh, last game, it's just going to... It's going to be trouble. The chaos, press... Cause, uh, cause chaos and get a goal. Oh, 100%. No that's the no game plan whatsoever. Hustle, 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 hustle. Yeah. Grit and determination. That's what we, we don't went through thought or tactics. We went through just grit and determination. Yeah. Which I disagree with, obviously, as you can tell. Yeah. Well, what do you, games? What do you think? What do you think is going to happen in this game? Uh, it's over for Inter. Yeah, I agree. I think it's over for Inter as yeah. well. Because they have to win. I don't think they're going to win. So even if they tie, it's done. They're done. Yeah. Too much pressure. Too much pressure. Any other big uh, stories in Champions League here? As we scroll through no, the table. Not really. They're all the return. They're all the yeah, return. Return leg. Uh, yeah. I'm looking for the other groups. Group E's done. Chelsea said the other. Yeah. Big gaps there. Lazio's group's tight. And Juve's group's uh, done. The other interesting group is Group H. With uh, Man U sitting first on six. Yeah, PSG, Leipzig, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, Man U struggling in the Premier League. Got the last win through a penalty. Bruno Fernandes. <laughs> I was going to say Fernandes. Yeah. Fernandes. Over 50% of his goals have come from the penalty spot uh, since he's arrived at Man U. Yeah. That'll be an interesting game. Uh, Man U's up against Istanbul, who they lost to last time. Yep. And PSG is up against Red Bull Leipzig, so that storyline, Nagelsmann versus uh, Tuchel, Tuchel. See who wins that. But these are big games. They are big games. They're all big games. This is going to set up a, a quite the finish. For sure. For some of these groups. For sure. And it'll be over before you know it because of this cramped schedule. As well. Just to uh, give people kind of stats in the Champions League, what's going on right now? Top goal scorer. They're going to be at the top three. I'll read out the top four because they're all tied on four goals. Alvaro Marata, 
Who would have thought? Holland from Dortmund. Yeah, that's no surprise. Marcus Rashford on four, scored three goals in one game. And Diego Jota, four goals. Not to take away from Rashford, because I said he scored three in one game. Yeah. Off the bench, so it was quite impressive. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, assist leader has been Kevin De Bruyne on four, Joshua Kimmich on three, who Bayern's missing via Torres Meniscus, so not looking good for him. Yeah. That's it for Champions League. Let's uh, let's go over Europa really quick. I mean, it's not too too much to talk about. <laughs> I, I care a little bit. I mean, uh, Europa. Our Roma favorites. Uh, Roma should win the group. Roma should win the group. But uh, Europa League group stage is 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 kind of a wash. Europa League doesn't get honestly. Europa League doesn't get good till the round of sixteen. The round of thirty two is not even that great. But round of 16, when you get into the final 16, you know there's a Champions League spot on the line. It gets pretty heavy. But So let's just go over really quickly. Milan are visiting the Stade Pierre Mauroy in Lille. Um, Milan are coming off. Their last game against Lille was a 3-0 loss. Got smashed. They got smashed. They got terrible game. Yeah. No, uh, no. Uh, they had a full start on that game. Yeah. Knows Latin this game obviously, so which will be which will be interesting. But the interesting part is, let's just say, Lille wins again, right? Well, Lille. Let's just let's give some context to this Lille team. Yeah. Second place in Liga, mm-hmm. games played, one loss, six victories, four ties, twenty-one goals for. <laughs> second highest offense behind Paris Saint-Germain, best defense in the league with only seven goals against. Leaves in goal differential. Plus 14, 22 points, two points behind Petty Saint-Germain, the leaders. That's uh, that's Lille we're talking about. Yeah, that's Lille, and so it's it's it's. They are a great team, and and let's say let's say they beat Milan again, right? You got Sparta, that's got three again, and Celtic on one point, which is pretty disappointing for them. They play each other, so Milan will be stuck on six points, and Sparta they win, they be tied with Milan on six points. And if Celtic win this game, they'd only be two points behind Milan. So, I mean, the, the, Milan's not out of the woods yet in this. But as we talk about all the time, Europa League is just get out of the group stage. It doesn't matter if you finish first or second. Just get out of the group stage and then go to work in the in the knockout stages. So, Lille and Milan, I, I, I think they're going to – realistically, I think the two of them are going to tie this game. Uh, I think they both would be happy with a tie. So, and just to get survive and get out of the group. So, that's my thoughts on that. What do you think about this game? Uh, it's going to be tough. Milan definitely want the title now, right? Yeah, definitely. It's in their head now. They think they can win the title. Yeah. don't, then why do they play the game, right? Exactly. Um, so I think Leo will probably get a result off of them again because it's not a big deal if they do. Yeah. Milan should uh, still come out of the group, so I don't see Milan winning this game. Okay, so Juliano's going to take Lille, and I'm telling you to take a tie. Let's move on to the next one. Napoli playing Rayeka. Napoli's, Napoli, Alcamar, and Sociedad all tied with six points in the group. And Rayeka is the whipping boys with zero. Napoli should win this game hands down, giving them nine points. And Alcamar and Sociedad are going to battle it out in that game. So you're going to start seeing some separation in this group. This group is interesting. Yeah. Because, yeah, Napoli should win on nine points. And then Azad, Real Sociedad, 
Whoever wins that game will be on nine points. Draw would be beneficial for Napoli. Yeah. Those two teams draw. Yeah. They play uh, AZ after. Yeah. As their next game, and then they play Real Sociedad last. Yeah. Be better because they're the best team in the group. For sure. To get this done, AZ, maybe they draw, lose. If they win, it's that's not great for Napoli. Yeah. AZ wins. Uh, and that's it. Yeah. Napoli, it comes down to AZ. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have to get a result off. uh and, and napoli yeah so napoli's gotta get a result here and then uh well i'm just like laughing about i'm just like oh i wonder if napoli's gonna have their eye on the next game on the weekend too and they certainly will be and the next team is the next team will have been their eye on the game too because they play each other napoli uh the next game after the Rayeka is they'll be hosting roma <laughs> on the weekend oh my god it's okay, nothing to lose there within the game. Um, so with that being said, I got Napoli what I'm gonna lose. I, I, that the hope, sir. <laughs> I got Napoli what in this game. How about you? Yeah, Napoli won this game. Okay, and then very quickly, last top of the group, Roma are going to visit Cluj. Uh whipping boys in there in group A. Roma will definitely have an eye on the game on the weekend. Have control of this group. You'll definitely see a rotation in this game, but Roma sh ha should have the quality to win this game. I got Roma winning this game. A tie for Roma in this game is a win. Yeah, exactly. They don't care. Yeah. yeah. But that guarantees you almost. Yeah, they got full control. They got full control of this group, but then they got Napoli on the weekend. Holy cow. Actually, it's not bad playing Cluj and then Napoli. That's not that bad. So. It's an exciting game. I can't wait for Thursday now to break down that game. That's going to be fun, man. That's going to be fun. But uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, there is actually. There's one point I forgot in Inter. Yeah. Yeah, he's always got to bring it back to Inter. Always. But this point I forgot. I wanted to make a point of this. Handanovic as the captain really disappoints me. Because <laughs> the penalty situation with VAR. Yeah. He had all the Inter players surrounding. And Handanovic slumps over nonchalant. And is you know telling the ref, oh, they're talking, talking. He to me shows no body language of a leader. I'd grab Vidal by his mohawk, throw him. <laughs> I'd grab. <laughs> I'd grab. Who else was arguing? There's a whole bunch of players arguing. Yeah. I'd smack them all across the face, say, "Get up the field now, because I'm gonna save this ball." Yeah. And you guys better freaking score. It's true. That's what I want to say. It's true. This guy, but he's there moping around. What's going on, guys? And then that's the only that's the yeah. I forgot to say his leadership. I don't like. At all. I just don't like Samir Handanovic at all. <laughs> um, I like him, but he on top of that, though, interesting statement made by Gianluca Pagliuca saying uh, he recently came out today saying that Kranja would be ready to step in and fill that void at Inter for. Uh, Samir Handanovic. I think that'd be a great move, to be honest with you. Yeah, there's a lot of... You'd have a goalkeeper for life there. Yeah, young. There's a lot of good goalies right now. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of... Um, and then, uh, with that being said, not much has changed in the City of B since the City of B did happen this week. I know not too many people care about it, but just in, in interest, in everybody's interest, because we, we're going to see three teams from this division next year anyway. Yeah, you Roma fans always have one eye on Serie Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I, you know what? No. I'm just, I love Italian soccer. I love Italian soccer from Serie A all the way to Serie D. 
I was watching. I was following Palermo and City of D last year. It's pretty. That shows them my dedication. Alright, we're fans. We love. We love it all. We love it all. So Empoli staying pat in first place. It's it's quite tight at the at the top. Lecce now in second with 15 points. Spal tied for second, sitting in third on dual differential with 15 points. Venezia's in that top four still. Salernitana 14, Kievo 14, Frosinone 13 and seventh. Cittadella in eighth place with 11 points. No surprise there. Monza is now starting to climb the table. That's what I want to talk about. This Monza team this is a Berlusconi team. All right. Ibra's next team. That's Ibra's probably next team. This Monza team's not bad. They got some good players. Kevin Prince Boateng. Uh, Antonino. Yeah, he's playing well. Antonino Barilla, Parma last year. A, a name from the dead. Gabriel Paletta at center back. Yeah. I think it's Eugenio Lamena as their goalkeeper. They're, these guys, they got some good pieces there. Don't be surprised if Monza gets in at least to a playoff role and maybe makes a push to the top. I think it would be their first time ever in Serie A too. That would be really cool. And this is a team that just came up from Serie C, and it's like Julian always says, you got to get the promotion up to Serie A right away or you lose that momentum. So and That's great. Saler, Nitana. Imagine they get that's three teams from Campania in Serie A. Yeah, they're in Salerno, right? They have a really weird yeah, stadium. Campania, that area? Yeah, but the city's Salerno. It's Campania. Yeah. They have one of the weirdest stadiums, though, Salernitana. It's like one whole stand on one side. It's so weird. I saw it when I was in Salerno. But uh, they, do have, uh, they do have a familiar name, for those of you that don't know. Alessio Cerci plays there. That's a name from a long time ago. <laughs> no, and definitely not a Roma legend. He was a flop. He was a flop. So that basically sums up City of B. Uh, let's go through Italian uh, City of C because why not? Go right into the barrel. Why? <laughs> yeah, why not? So I'll just read you the top two right now or top three from each group. So Group A uh, in City of C, Renate are on top. I've never heard of them before. But uh, Provercelli um is uh with with two two points behind Renate with with a game in hand so they could realistically take that first place which is automatic promotion to Serie B and Carrarese is in uh third place with 22 points so only 3 points out of a possible promotion direct promotion um interesting enough the Juventus under 23 team is sitting mid table in Serie C so i don't know if their youth is doing that well but uh interesting interesting point on Carrarese I did a little inf- I did a little uh, search up on them. So the the company that owns Carareze, the big leader in that is Gianluigi Buffon. So he's a part owner. But there's another former, I would call him an Italian. He was an Italian hitman for a little while. Um, that is part of that group, Cristiano Lucarelli. So hey, that's pretty cool. If the if the Carareze comes up, you got a guy a team that's owned by Buffon and Lucarelli. That's pretty cool. Um, group Serie C, Group B, Suditrol is on top. They're from Tyrol, right? They're from Tyrol, yeah. They're South Tyrol. They have Austrian passports over there. Yeah, it's very interesting. I, I'm curious. I want to see this team up in Serie B. I really do. Twenty goals for, only seven against, so far. So they look like a very solid team. Serie C, the very important group. This is the south of uh, so south of Italy. Ternana sitting on top. They have a pretty commanding lead. They're up on seven points. Second place behind them is Body. Still have a game in hand. So, (laughs) 
But uh, so second to 10th place goes to the promotion playoffs in all three groups. Palermo is on par with the 10th place spot in the group C. So Palermo might sneak in to that uh, to that playoff to get to get in. It's hard. It's hard. But but for uh, for uh, Juliano, I know Juliano will be a big fan of this. Fudja is currently sitting in a playoff spot right now. Fudja, though, is sitting. Wow. They're sitting in eighth place, but they're sitting nine points behind body. Well, we know who the team of Puglia is there. So, uh, um, And that's really all I have to say about the Italian uh, Italian Serie C. That's it. That's it. Before we wrap up, Rexham, AFC, remember this, Canadian owned. Oh, yeah, by Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, Rob McKelney. Yeah, they're in the... the... I butchered his last name. Mikel Any, I don't know. Exactly. So are they? Are they? In, are they in a, a conference? Or are they in? Uh, are they in like League Two? The they national. are in the National League, so it's oh just uh, below. Yeah, so it's considered amateur uh, football. Yeah. Until they get into the the League Two, Big Four League. Yeah, League Two. Uh, but Welsh team owned by Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Play. They're in the English system though. Yeah. So it's exciting. Canadian ownership in the. Uh, yeah. English football. Well, there is Canadian ownership in Derby County, right? Paul Pescasolido, right? I believe it's Paul, Paul Pescasolido. Don't don't quote me on that, but last I heard, he was a partial owner there. And that wraps up today's podcast. Sorry for the rambling at the end, but uh, we love doing this. We we love hearing the feedback from all of our listeners. We really appreciate the support. That we that cannot be overstated enough. Um, to all our support around the world in Canada and the United States and Europe. Thank you for listening to us. And uh, we will be back, I believe, on Thursday to go over the city. Ah, the big game, Napoli-Roma. I mean, offense. Tell Christian. Give me the gears. Listen, I have nothing against Milan. Milan, I don't. I just can't stand when people think it's over and we're only eight games in. I'm realistic. That that's the only thing I don't like, right? I and I make a statement and tell me to go to sleep. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh well. All right, guys. Ciao, ragazzi. Ci vediamo giovedì.